0: Hi there, and welcome to Proverbs 31 Be, where we discuss biblical womanhood in our constantly busy and sometimes crazy daily life. I'm Alexis Heeslip, and as a wife and mother of two, I am always striving and praying to be a Proverbs 31 woman of faith. Sorry guys for not posting last week, both of my children and then my husband and I ended up with this terrible stomach bug. But thankfully, we're all feeling better now. But that's why I didn't post last week, so sorry about that. But this week, as we continue our journey towards Easter, I'm going to be talking about something that even I still struggle with today, but it's something that is so amazing and helps us grow totally deeper in our relationship with Jesus. And that is confessing. Confessing our sins to God, our Redeemer. So we're gonna be looking at why we confess, why confession, how to have accountability, and the joy that confession can bring to you. So let's dive on in, guys. Okay, so the first thing that we want to look at is why confession? Why is it that we need to confess to God our father, God our redeemer. The first thing I want to look at if you will is um 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. So flip open your Bibles if you have one or pull it up on your phone. And this verse tells us that if we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins. And purify us from all unrighteousness. You see, we as people are fallen. God made people perfect. And he walked with us. And he chose us as his most perfect creation. But as we've heard and and know in Genesis That instead of relying on God and trusting in God and doing everything that he wants for us in our lives, that Adam and Eve chose to take control of their own lives without listening to God's will. And that ultimately is the first sin. And because of that sin, we are fallen people and we need to constantly uh, think back and reflect on the things we do throughout the day and go, hmm, have I done something that would displease God? Now, I try to do this every evening. Sometimes I write it out. Sometimes I do it in my head. But when I realize that I've made a mistake... I try to get it out in the open as soon as possible. Because when we confess our sins, God is faithful and righteous. And one of the biggest lies that I think the devil just loves to throw at us is the lie that our sin is so big that God won't forgive it. I don't know about you, but I've definitely been there before. I do something... Wrong, and I get it in my brain. Oh my gosh, why did I do that? God's never going to forgive me, but that's just so far from the truth because God loves us, He sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, and because of that love. Of course, he will forgive us, but we have to ask for it. We have to recognize our sins and we have to be able to ask our creator for forgiveness. And when we do that, we can be purified from unrighteousness. Another verse that really stood out to me when I was researching why confess your sins, why talk about it? is uh Matthew chapter 3 verse 2. And this verse says that we are to turn away from your sins for the kingdom of heaven is near. You guys, this verse just really hits home to me and reminds me that my actions have direct consequences because The kingdom of heaven is near. We don't know the time. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour. We don't know the minute when Jesus is going to come back. But we have to be prepared. And being prepared for that means that we have to be intentional in our thoughts, words, and deeds. And when we make mistakes, because we will, we need to confess it so that we can be forgiven by our Father who loves us so much. But like I said before, unless we confess our sins, there is no way that we can be forgiven. We have to ask for the forgiveness. We have to take those steps to change. And this brought me to a beautiful passage in scripture as to why confession is so important. So if you guys would turn with me, to ephesians chapter 2 and i'm going to read verses 1 through 10 in the nlt version for you guys so i'm going to start at verse 1 which says once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world obeying the devil the commander of the powers and the unseen world He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Jesus Christ. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us and shown in all he has done for us who are united in Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Jesus Christ, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You see, when we have sin in our heart, how can we do those things? When we have guilt eating us up, how can we be the light for a world that is so dark? My friends, that is why I believe that confession is such a powerful tool that we have as believers, as people who walk with Jesus so that we can show others humility, we can show others love, we can show others that we don't have to be so judgmental in this world. And I think that as a parent, That is such a powerful tool to teach our children and to demonstrate to our children because this world is so full of darkness. It's so full of judgment and shame and mockery. And we need to show our children that it is okay to admit when mistakes are made and that God will love us through all of these things. And that is why, my friends, that I just felt like why confession was such a topic that I had to talk about with you today. The next uh pivot we're going to make, though, is what else can we do? How can you keep your confession... Um, going throughout the week, what are some strategies that you can do to grow in this act of prayer and, um, admittance and how is this, how can you make confession a daily habit or a weekly habit in your life? Hey okay, guys, so now that we've talked about why confession is important, um, why we should be doing the act of confession, now we can get into the details of how to make this a part of your daily walk with God. Um, and there's so many different ways that you can do this. Part of... um The ways that you can make confession into your daily life is by having it as part of your daily prayer life. When you're talking to God in the morning or throughout your day, pray about the things that you've felt like you've done wrong or a sin that you've known you've done. Just add it into your daily prayer life because talking to the Father in prayer is the most important thing that we can do, right? Without prayer, how can we grow in our relationship with our creator? So as I've said before in other podcasts, episodes, uh, prayer is one of the most important tools that we have because that's how we talk to God. We can't text God. That'd be pretty cool though, wouldn't it? But we can't text God. We can't call him up on the phone, but we have prayer. And when we use prayer to confess, we can make such big changes in our lives and God can give us, uh, the, the tools and the knowledge we need when we choose to listen to him and ways to help improve our behaviors and our thoughts and our deeds. And I have a beautiful example and that we can look to in scripture And this is Psalm 32. So if you have your Bibles, please turn to Psalm 32. And this is a Psalm that is written by David. And I know how much everybody loves to hear about David. But David, although he wrote all these beautiful Psalms and his... Story and his relationship with God is so strong and so fierce and inspiring to us. He was not perfect either. And I love how the Bible gives us so many countless examples of how even people who we consider heroes in the Bible, they sinned too, they made mistakes. And this beautiful psalm shows us how David cried out to God for forgiveness for the sins that he's committed and gives us a fabulous example of how we should be praying to God when we need help with um, a sin. So I'm going to read, it's a short Psalm. It is only 11 verses and I'm going to read it to you guys right now. So Psalm 32. Oh, what a joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those who record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose record of the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. All right, I'm going to pause right there. I have definitely felt those things David has talked about. Whenever I've held something back and not confessed, for example, when, as you've heard in my testimony, when I lied about my grades, it felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. And I felt like I was just going to crash and burn physically. It was physically exhausting, hiding that sin, hiding that shame, hiding that guilt from everyone. And I love how he says that when you live in complete honesty, you can find joy. What a beautiful thought to think about. And that's one of the reasons why confession is so important. All right, I'm going to continue on with verses 5. And David says, Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Wow. You can just feel the weight being lifted off of David's shoulders when he's talking about his, for, his um, sins being forgiven and the joy that it brought. And I, I know you know how that feels too because we've all been there. When you stop trying to hide your guilt, it's just like the biggest weight is lifted and you feel free. Verse 6 says, Therefore, Let all the godly pray to you while there is still time, that they may not drown in the floodwaters of judgment, for you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. These verses bring me back to uh, Matthew 3, 2, when it says the kingdom of heaven is near, so turn away from your sins. Y'all, God has given us the time. We don't know the time when he's coming back, but we still have time to say, God, I'm so sorry. So why waste it? And this just also brings us to the Great Commission. We need to be shouting this to the rooftops that guys tell the world there's still time to repent. There is still time to say, I'm sorry. There is still time to turn our hearts back to God. And we as people who know and love Jesus and walk with Jesus need to be telling this to everybody. Who we can, including our children and those who we know who don't know Jesus, because everybody should have the opportunity to realize and walk with Jesus and turn back from sin. And when they do, they'll feel this weight lifted off them like they've never felt before. And the Psalm's not done yet. Start back at verse 8, which says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Do not be like a senseless horse or mule that needs a bit of bridle to keep it under control. Many sorrows come to the wicked, but unfailing love surrounds those who trust the Lord. So rejoice in the Lord and be glad, all you who obey me. Shout for joy, all you whose hearts are pure. This Psalm just gives me so much hope because I know that even though I mess up, even though i make mistakes, when I confess my sins, I can be free and find hope and joy in God. And I love how he says, I'm not going to make you do this alone. And this brings me to my second point is that we have a community of believers. You guys have friends who are believers and you can turn to your friends. For help you can turn to your friends and say hey i've been struggling in this area in my life maybe for example look i've been struggling in my anger or i've been struggling in um, my eating habits or i've been struggling with lying can you pray for me what a joy that we have other people to pray for us and when we ask them for the prayers our hearts can be changed because there is power in prayer. And you can also have um, like a personal accountability buddy. If, if you're struggling in something like, I have an addiction, I love chocolate. Or let's just say, hey, I've been struggling with impure thoughts. You can have and find a person who you trust and they can be there for you and you can be there for them. And they can check in um, on you throughout the week and pray and, and guide you through and love on you through these difficult times and difficult um, experiences that you have in your life. And you can express your remorse and, ex- and confess with them so that you can build each other up as a community of those who love Jesus. And I love this um, from J- um, the book of James, chapter five, sixteen says, So confess your offenses to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. And that's exactly what we need to be doing. We need to be, as the body of Christ, lifting each other up, confessing when we make mistakes, holding each other accountable, and loving each other so that we as a community, can go closer to Jesus. Wow, that was, I felt like, so much that we've covered today. And I know that confession is something that is not easy, especially as a mom who feels like she has to have it all together all the time. Confession can be hard. It's hard to let your children know that you're not perfect sometimes. But through example of confessing when we make mistakes, our children can grow so close and learn that God is a God of love and forgiveness. And that is a beautiful gift that we as moms can give to our children. So I just want to pray for you guys really quick. Dear God, thank you so much for bringing to my heart the con the idea of talking to... Um, my friends here about confession and the importance of confessing our sins. Lord, I know it's not easy. It's not easy for me. I struggle with this all the time, but when we confess our sins, as you said um, in your word, it's like this burden, this guilt has been lifted off of us and we can rejoice because we are free from our sin. And Lord, we couldn't have done all this if it wasn't for you sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And I can never say enough how grateful I am for that. Lord, thank you so much for everything you've given us today. I pray that us moms who are listening, that we are able to be an example for our children about the joy of confession. It doesn't have to be a scary thing, Lord. And I hope that We are able to be friends for others, to hold others accountable, to give words of encouragement, and to not judge those who struggle just as much as we do, Lord. And I pray that through confession that we can grow grow closer to you. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you've given us. Amen. Thanks, guys, for listening to Proverbs 31 Wannabe. We hope you enjoyed the program. If you enjoy our show, please, please, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram and Facebook and give us a like or a follow. And check out our website at www.proverbs31wannabe.com. You can find all that information down in the show notes. We would love to hear from y'all, especially in our comments on socials. Um Yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. So, be sure to come back next week. Um I'm going to be talking about handling temptations like Jesus did. It's going to be so exciting. Um until then, this is Alexis Heeslip, and I hope you have a fabulous and great rest of your day. God bless.